It's Daily Thunder, thundering out the truth of Jesus Christ live every morning from the Ellerslie campus in Windsor, Colorado. To learn more about our discipleship programs or to support this podcast, visit ellerslie.com. Now, here's Eric Looney. I've dealt with the theme of fear and fearlessness quite a bit over this quarantine season, which I'm thinking is actually coming to an end. I don't know, uh, depends on which state you're in or which country you're in right now, but you could just sort of feel the end uh, of this uh, on uh, Sunday and Monday of this week. We're actually transitioning Daily Thunder uh back to the campus. And so we're going to have a little sense of normalcy uh, setting in. But what a what an amazing season for testing our souls as Christians to see what we're made of, to see what's in there. I mean, do we give way to fear and panic? Do we give way to uh, selfish hoarding? Uh, or do we serve and give? Great, great opportunity for each one of us to allow the Holy Spirit to search us and try us and prepare us. So the next time we go through a crisis, we can actually rise to a higher level of excellence. Because I would say, I think overall as a church, I don't know what grade we received. I know there was a lot of great movement of the the Spirit of God in and through the church, but I think a lot of us, it was an exposing, a sanctifying work, which is really good. And it's very, very significant and important. Uh, So this message is called The Secret of the Fearless and... Uh, it's basically about the virtue of boldness and bravery and how it is cultivated in the Christian. I'm going to try and go through this very quickly. But uh, in the jungle, in jungle law, there is a this notion that uh, if you are fearless and if you are flinchless, I know a funny word, then your God, uh, small g, is the greater God. And so Woe to the one that flinches first. The boldest man has the boldest God. That would sort of be the law of the jungle. So it's not just a Christian that would uh, look at boldness and bravery as being a, a virtue. It's literally every culture. It's wired within us, hot wired within us. And yet that doesn't mean we have it. And so I want to walk through this real quick because there's there's these ideas of us shaping. Like in the jungle, they would set a six-year-old boy against a wall and all the the men of the tribe would come up with their spears and they would throw them at the six-year-old. They would purposely miss. I mean, these guys are excellent with their spears. And so they would purposely miss, but they would get as close as they could. Uh, And the whole point was to train the six-year-old in being flinchless, in being fearless, and being able to face danger with a smile. And so as a result, you see these tribes who will walk into battle with spears flying around them and they will not budge. They will just smirk at it and they love it. And it's like, whoa, what is that? Could you imagine if we had that spiritually? And uh, my other illustration that comes to mind is Dub and the roller coaster. Uh, Dub, my uh, second boy, he's uh, my third child, but uh, uh, quite the character when we were trying to... uh, ride roller coasters with me. He really wanted to ride roller coasters, but every time we'd get close, he would panic and say he didn't want to ride the roller coaster. And so here was uh, the discussion with daddy. I said, roller coasters become fun when you take the moments you were afraid and you laugh during those very moments instead of cry. Because we were having a little difficulty with the cry inside. And so, and you know, this is quite a, quite a few years ago, by the way. Uh, but it's an interesting uh, phenomenon. What takes place is when you learn to laugh in the moments you would cry, it actually transforms 
the circumstance and the situation into something fun into some as opposed to something miserable. So, but let me ask this question to all of you that are hearing about the six-year-old and the spears and dub and the roller coaster and these great psychological flips that can enable us to take difficult situations and make them uh, plausible. Are boldly riding roller coasters and boldly suffering for Christ the same? So I'm going to give you a principle, and that is men can develop psychological boldness to face physical and emotional tests. But outside of divine impartation, men are unable to develop spiritual boldness to face spiritual tests. You see, you can do certain things to train yourself. You know, you can have your uh, father and grandfather and all the, fa- all the fathers from your church come over and throw spears at you or knives at you. And you can develop a certain fearlessness to the throwing of knives or to the presence of knives. However, spiritual tests are different and we need spiritual impartation to be able to pass them. I remember this, hearing this one story of a, a soldier uh, over in the Middle East that was fighting against ISIS and just incredible boldness uh, to stand up out of his foxhole and to take on ISIS. And uh, some great stories with that. And he, when he came back to the States, he made a statement and he said, you know, what he did sounds so noble and so bold over in the Middle East, but as far as he's concerned, uh, he's a coward when it comes to coming up to just a simple person on the street and sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ with them. He said there's a difference between physical uh, boldness for like military situations, for life uh, daring uh, circumstances, and actually standing up in a spiritual situation with a spiritual truth and boldly proclaiming it. Isn't that just a fascinating thought? And so I want to go through just some uh, great men and women uh, in the past, oh, I don't know what this has been, 100, 150 years, and just give their secret and their attitude. So since we're talking about the secret of the fearless, all the, the secret is the same, but each one of them has little secrets uh, too. Mary Slessor, a uh, missionary to Nigeria, she was a little short thing uh, with red hair from Scotland. And she, I mean, the stories are just extraordinary. Her secret, never fearing the bravado of the enemy. So the enemy will always make a big case. He'll make a, a big stink and she just literally wouldn't buy it. And her attitude, do it, pour it on me. I do not fear you or your threats. See this uh, one, uh, I don't know if it was the witch doctor of the tribe was threatening this this girl and was going to throw hot oil on her. So she stood in front and then the witch doctor was saying, you know, he's going to throw it on her. And so that's, that's her attitude. Do it. Pour it on me. I do not fear you or your threats. What's interesting is how that translated is the tribe saw a fearlessness and they actually said, Mary Slessor's God is greater than ours. <laughs> it's an extraordinary story. Harriet Tubman, the conductor of the Underground Railroad, uh, who I, I love. I, I love Harriet. Uh, her secret, she considered herself untouchable while doing the good Lord's business. You know, if you live as if you're an untouchable, it does change the attitude with which you live. Her attitude, I will not die one day earlier than the good Lord intends. Don Richardson, uh, one of my favorite missionaries, he was a missionary to the cannibals of New Guinea. His secret, he was convinced that the gospel of Jesus Christ always prevails, no matter the obstacles, no matter the impossibilities. So here's his attitude. If someone should be afraid, it should be the cannibals, for I am in the service of the Most High God. <laughs> Isn't that a great statement? If someone's going to be afraid, it should be the cannibals because I serve the Most High God. Why would I be the one? David Wilkerson, he was a missionary to the gangs of New York City. Uh, his secret, he knew that when he obeyed, 
God himself would go before him. If he was in obedience, God's before him. And if God's before him, well, I mean, why would he be afraid? His attitude, cut me into a thousand pieces and each one will cry out, I love you. That's his famous quote to Nikki Cruz. Gladys Aylward, missionary to China. Her secret, she knew that God surrounded her and that her enemies could not thwart God's purposes in her life. And so she was threatened this man had her alone and he was saying he was going to take advantage of her. And this is what she said. So we'll call this her attitude. I belong to Jesus. Between you and me, he has placed a barrier. Take one more step and you will see. Oh, that's good. Richard Wormbrandt, Romanian pastor. His secret, he considered it ridiculous to fear any situation in which Christ was in control. So if he concluded that Christ was in control, then he considered it ridiculous to fear in that situation. So his attitude, and this is what he said to the uh, communist captors uh, when he was prisoner number one in Romania. Feel my pulse. If you notice my heart rate increase, then you will know that there is no God. Brother Andrew, Bible smuggler. His secret, he knew that God was greater than any obstacle he faced. His attitude, now remember he was bringing in Bibles behind the Iron Curtain, risking his life every time. His attitude, I'm going and God will get me through. I I love that list. That is so encouraging. C.T. Studd, one of my favorite quotes. When someone says there is a lion in the way, the real Christian promptly replies, that's hardly enough inducement for me. I want a bear or two beside to make it worth my while to go. I love that humor. I love that audacity. We hear that there's a lion in the way and we are crippled with fear. It's a lion. What will it do to me? And C.T. Studd knows that his God is so much bigger than a lion. Give a, you know, a bear or two beside. Make it worth my while. Give, make it a challenge at least for my faith. So the key question, where is boldness found? in the God of all boldness. It's not found in your psychological drive, in your own pockets. You can't dig in your pockets and find it. It's found in God. And that's why you cannot train for spiritual boldness just through mental exercise. It's found by faith in Christ. It's not found in your own pockets. So 1 Thessalonians 2.2, I'm going to go through a quick list on these. But even after we had suffered before, We were spitefully treated at Philippi. As you know, we were bold in our God to speak to you the gospel of God in much conflict. So we were bold in our God. It was in a position. Ephesians 3.12, in whom we have boldness. In who? In Christ. And access with confidence through faith in him. 1 Timothy 3.13, for those who have served well as deacons obtain for themselves a good standing and great boldness in the faith which is in Christ Jesus. Where's that great boldness? It's in Christ Jesus. Philemon 1.8, therefore, though I might be very bold in Christ to command you what is fitting. So Paul uh, is saying that he is very bold in Christ. Hebrews 10.19, therefore, brethren, having boldness to enter the holiest by the blood of Jesus. So it's in the blood of Jesus or in Christ that you have boldness to enter the holiest. And now little children, this is 1 John 2, 28, and now little children abide in him that when he appears, we may have confidence, boldness, and not be ashamed before him at his coming. So if you abide in him, you have confidence or boldness. 1 John 5, 14. Now this is the confidence or the boldness that we have in him. That if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. We have boldness as Christians and it's supernatural, but it's found in him. Just as you hear all those men and women saying, if I'm clothed in Christ, if he is my shield, why would I fear? In Christ, we are bold to speak, 
to say what is unpopular, to hold the minority position. We are bold to testify, to declare that we are with him. We are bold to live, to live holy, pure, unstained by this world, happy in Jesus. We are bold to protect, to stand with the unlovely, the orphan, the outcast, the persecuted minority, and the unborn. We are bold to go, to really journey where God leads, to leave comforts, to let go of ease. And we are bold to stay, to endure, to stand up amidst the difficulty, to not retreat, to persevere in the place we are. So we may boldly say, as it says in Hebrews 13, so we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? That's the meditation for us today as we're closing off this uh, coronavirus season. We need to recognize that there will be new seasons Whether it's the coronavirus or not, it makes no difference. We as Christians are built for the hardest, most difficult situations to shine the glory of Jesus in them because we are bold and brave in the midst of difficulty. We do not fear what the world around us fears. Though a thousand fall at our side and 10,000 at our right hand, we shall not be afraid. You see, it will not come near us. We are protected to the degree God desires us to do our work in this world. If he has a job for us, we can be certain we will fulfill that commission. Let's just rest in that. Rest that God is in control. He is a good God. God's blessings. Daily Thunder is a listener-supported production of Ellerslie Discipleship Training. At Ellerslie, we are laboring to rouse the Church of Jesus Christ out of its lethargy and build brave-hearted Christians for such a time as this. Daily Thunder is delivered live and streamed daily weekdays at 8.15 a.m., weekends at 9.15 a.m. Join us at live.ellersley.com. We invite you to visit us at the beautiful Ellersley campus in Windsor, Colorado for a day, a week, or an entire season of gospel-centered spiritual training. Learn more at ellersley.com. Thanks for listening.